The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buidinyamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buidinyamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. It's in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5. If you have it, you can say, I have it. If you're still looking for it, you can say, wait for me. All right, I can't wait. Hallelujah. It's in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5, from the verse number 13, you'll find these words. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's read the verse number 16 together one more time. Can I get you to read it for the last time? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship, Father God, in your presence. We pray that you give us a word that works, so God. We know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. Give me the agility to be able to articulate your mind, O oh God, in plain and simple terms, that everybody will know that we had a time with you. We thank you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I want you to look for three or four people before you sit and tell them what you read in the verse number 16. Tell them, let your light so shine. Tell somebody, let your light. Look for three people. Give them a high five if you can. Tap them on the shoulder if you have to. You can smack them if you have to, but tell them, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Um, the book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5, again, happens to be um, arguably and theologically the best or the greatest sermon that Jesus ever preached in his lifetime whilst he was here on earth. Um, but before he did that, he went into seclusion. He went into a moment or a period of being alone. I said unto you, when I started this impact series that where God will want to send you to or take you to, it is not everybody that can go there with you. You cannot carry everybody with you. It is not everybody that is destined or mandated to go to the very top with you. It is not everybody that is supposed to go to the mountaintop with you. You have to get to a place as a Christian where you realize that oftentimes the best things that God will give to you will come in your moment of aloneness or separation. That separation 
separation will be the doorway to your elevation. Sometimes God will want to separate you from a people so that he can feed you with what he wants to give you. Unfortunately for us in our time and in our age, we are too clingy. We hold on to people. We don't want to lose friends. We don't want to lose people. And so because of the fact that we don't want to lose friends and people, even those that God doesn't want us to go on with them we still hold on to them and because we still hold on to them we are not able to attract what God has for us I came to tell you that where God is sending you to it is not everybody that will be a candidate for your next level and because of that if God is showing people the exit door or opening the door for others to leave your life you should be happy and probably give an offering to it and clap your hands in ecstasy and tell God that I'm happy that you are showing people the exit door from my life because it's not everybody obviously when God wanted to speak to them in these um, um, deep things and the deep things of God and teachings of the spirit the Bible says that Jesus was left alone because oftentimes the great things God will want to bring to you will come to you when you are alone I pray for you that the people who are not supposed to be around you God will find a way to bring a separation look at somebody and say separation is key to your next level can i preach to you this morning look at another person tap the person on the shoulder and say separation is key it's crucial to your next level God will want you to come to that place where you appreciate that the deep things of the spirit will only come to you in your moment of aloneness Yes, Jesus was alone. Yes, Elijah was alone. Yes, Elisha was alone. For Jacob to get his name changed, he was alone. And so sometimes God will want you to be alone. Stop following the crowd. Stop wanting people to be around you. And there are people who when they fail to even have a person, two people, three people around them, they feel, they feel as if everybody or the world is coming to an end. Everybody, Everything is collapsing or crashing around them. But of the truth, where God is sending you to and what God will want to do with your life, it will be easier and it will be clearer unto you if you are left alone to be able to negotiate the things of life and the things of God with God because the only partner you have truly is God himself it is not your wife it is not your husband it is the true partner you have mm -mm -mm. the true partner that you have is not a friend is not the mother it's not the brother it's not the sister the true partner you have is God because it is God that brought you into this world to fulfill a mandate and a destiny and so if you lose track with God, then you have lost track with destiny. But if I am left alone, it doesn't mean I am lonely. Being left alone means that I am left in a place where I can reconnect with God and reflect on the things that God wants for me to do in this world. I pray that you get to that portion or that place in your life, people of God, where you have and desire intimacy with God, where you come to a place where you not live by the superficial standards of the world. We live in a time where no no no, no that sermon on the mount St. Matthew's gospel chapter number five because of my time let me just thrust directly into it St. Matthew's gospel chapter number five Jesus is now talking and when he was alone and his disciples came to him because you see there are certain things in your life and there are certain mysteries that you know and there are certain revelations God will give you that are not supposed to be for the masses it's supposed to be for the people who draw deeper the Bible says deep will call on to deep and so when the deep people are around you they are able 
able to ignite some deeper revelations in your spirit. If you are not able to preach deep messages as a preacher, it's because the people that are around you are not drawing from the deep in you. Because if they draw from the deep in you, they will always ignite the deeper wells in your spirit to burst and to explode. Now listen to this, people of God. When Jesus was left alone, the Bible said the disciples came to him. Jesus did not go to the disciples. What he tells you is that if you really want depth with God, you go to God and you don't expect God to bring it to you. You have to find a way to negotiate and get closer to God on his terms. Jesus was in a place and the disciples went to him. It was not for the masses because it's not everything that the masses can handle. It is not every blessing that the masses can handle. It is not every elevation that the masses can handle. The reason why I know that you are getting ready for your next level is because if God was able to draw you to a place where he can feed your spirit with deep things of himself, it means that he knows that you are ready for the next Is there anybody under the sound of my voice who is ready for the next level that God will want to send you to? You see, when they knew they were ready, they did not wait for Jesus to bring them a word, but they went to Jesus to take a word. They went to him and they said, Jesus, all the crowd, everybody has gone now. Everybody has left now. It is left with us. And Jesus said, I have to teach you the rules of engagement. You live in a realm and in a world where people live for impressions, but I, I want you to live for impact. He said unto them that uh, there, there are people who will live in 2019 Ghana and 2019 world, and they will only be interested in how many clicks they will have on Instagram and how many views they will have on YouTube and how many likes they will have on Facebook. And you have a time where people will live for impressions. They will be impressionistic in their thoughts. Their theology will be worked by impressions. They will be shallow in their, in their thinking. They will be superficial in their pursuit. But you, know, you should know that you are not in this world so that you can leave an impression but to make an impact. And Jesus began to speak to them and what we famously call the Beatitudes. And he starts by talk, talking to them, blessed are the pure in heart, the poor in spirit, the meek, the peacemaker, people who seek and drive after peace because they shall be called the children of God. Why is Jesus saying the beatitude before he comes to talk about the salt and the light of the world? Because you see, he is moving and if you check the test carefully, he is moving from beatitudes to similitudes. The beatitude is the character that he wants us to have, but the similitude is what will be born out of the character that he forms in you. So the beatitudes are the Christian character. The similitude is what will happen after you have formed the character. What is the character he's talking about? He says that if you are pure in heart, if you are poor in spirit, if you are a peace seeker, you will be called the children of God. And after talking about that, he directly moved from the B attitude, the character, and started talking about the similitude, which is the influence. Because until you have character, you can never have influence. Your character will determine your influence without a godly Christian character. There is no way you can have an influence and an impact in the land of the living. We have people who think that is all about talking tongues and speaking in tongues and lifting up hands and holding the Bible and trying to exegete at scripture. But it goes beyond that. Whereby it is not what you say outside only but the impact of the gospel is inside out. What is on the inside of you? The Bible says out of their belly. Not around them but out of their belly shall flow the river.
rivers of the living water. I just came before I go even into my sermon that God is about to raise a new group of people who are going out there and their character will not be at variance with their impact. We live in a time where people's character are at war with the impact they want to make. So Jesus starts with character formation, beatitudes, and then he moves into similitudes. Ye are the salt. Ye are. But until the character is right, the similitude will be faulty. If you don't have the right character, there is no way you can make an indelible print. Look at somebody and say, I am born for impact. Can I get you looking for seven people? I, I just, I, I feel like preaching this morning. Tell seven people, tell them I am born for impact. Can you look for seven people? Tell them neighbor, oh neighbor, I am born. I was brought into this world for impact. C can you look for seven people? I am counting how many people you are touching now. Look for seven people. Tell them neighbor, I was born for impact say neighbor oh neighbor i was born for impact can i get you looking for seven people leaving those of you up there and tell them neighbor oh neighbor i was born for impact so jesus is saying that once your character is right, your similitudes will be right. If you don't study the thread of scripture, you think they are different, but they are intricately interwoven to suggest that until you have a good character formation, you can never have a direct impact in your world. Not in the world, but in your world. Because your world is different from my world we live in the same earth but you live in your world which is different from my world because maybe you are a seamstress that is your world maybe you are a tailor that is your world maybe you are an accountant that is your world maybe you are a cosmetologist that is your world i am a preacher that is my world and so although we all live on earth we live in different worlds Jesus is not expecting you to make an impact in the collective world, but to make an impact in your world. And so I am believing God that a time will come that wherever you get to where decisions are made, you will be the one sitting there and making that right decision. May you lie. Can I preach to somebody? Is there anybody in this place who is believing God for that direct impact? Your world is different. Our worlds are idiosyncratic. Our worlds are different. Jesus has now migrated from the Beatitudes and he is now hammering on the similitudes because you can't say you have character but will not have impact. If truly your character is right, there will be a direct impact. Everybody in this world was born for impact. Whether positively or negatively. So your character will determine whether you have a negative impact 
or a positive, Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world. You are the salt. When it comes to the salt, he said, of the earth, why will he not say you are the diamonds in the world? Why not the glittering, sparkling gold? Why not the glitz of life? And if that uses the salt when he's talking about the earth, because of what it means to be salty. Out of the word salt, we have salarium. The same word that is used for salary, derivative of salary. So the word salary that you get from your work or your pay that you receive is from the rendition etymologically of salt. And he's saying that when it comes to you, you are the salt of the earth. What does the salt do? If you are um, going to be a bit critical about the test, I believe that that is what an ontologist might ask. You have to ask that because why should you use that? Because the salt brings flavor and savour. Now the salt is able to change the taste of anything around it. What it means is that Jesus is saying, I am sending you out there to the dying world so that you can change the taste on the earth. And so when a Christian shows up, anything that is going bad is supposed to come back together. The Bible says the earnest expectation of the creator waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. The reason why I believe that God is about to do something something in this nation is because God brought you here in this time and day that things are going bad but you are the anointed and the chosen one to influence your world can I pray for somebody before I continue is there anybody here who is ready for impact may the Lord God pour upon you the oil that is able to cause a change and a shift in the spirit a shift in the physical a shift in the economy a shift in the finances the reason why God brought you into that family so that you can change the test in the family. Let me continue because I don't have a lot of time. But the scripture says you are the salt of the earth because the salt is also supposed to sting an open wound. What Jesus is saying is that I am sending you to the earth assault so that you can be a sting to an open wound what do you mean by that god is saying that your life is supposed to break the conscience of anybody living in a sinful and dying world your your presence your existence is supposed to sing sting the conscience of a sinner if you as a christian people can look at you and feel guilty you are not making impact yet. If you as again, you are not only supposed to be a stinger to the open wound, but the believer who is supposed to be like the salt is supposed to ignite thirst for God. Because the reason why when you are eating you feel thirsty is because of the salt. Salt is supposed is, is able to stimulate thirst. 
So anytime you eat and there is salt in it, you feel like you have to drink something. And so you as the believer, when people experience you, they should feel like drinking something, but not drinking Coca-Cola or Pepsi. They have to drink, Jesus said, I am the living water. So when they see you, they should thirst after the living waters. And so when people have an encounter with you and they don't test after the living waters, then there is a problem. You are the salt, which also means that the salt is supposed to preserve lives. It's used as a preservative or an antiseptic. Now, what that means is, wherever you show up, if people are supposed to go down, because of your presence, lives are preserved. Because of you, may the Lord preserve the members of your family. May the Lord preserve the people of Yadabusha. Can I pray for somebody before I continue? May the Lord preserve your business. Because of you, you are the salt of your earth. May the Lord preserve the business. May the Lord preserve the ministry he has given to you. May the Lord God preserve the works of your hands. May the Lord preserve. You are the salt of the earth. He moves on and starts another discourse and says that forget about the salt because that is general. Move into a more personalized scenario. You are now the light of your world. I'm the light. Yeah, you are. Because the light, in, in those times, of course, the rendition, um, he said you are the light of the world and the light from the Greek word is phos. Phos. P-H-O with a sign up and an S. It's phos. And the phos is the same word that you get photo. Photograph. Photosynthesis, if you do plant size. The same word for light that brings life and births new existence. Jesus said, you are the light of your world. When I was having my quiet time and praying through it, I said to myself, so if I am the light of the world, what will cause me not to shine? What will cause me not to make an impact? Of course, I told you that you can never be, and I'm going to get there, you can never be in the church and be the light of the church. And so, that falsehood of people clamoring and lobbying for stardom in the church of Jesus Christ, whether it is Pentecost or Methodist or Anglican or Presby or TMH or Lighthouse or ICGC or Potter's House or City of Refuge, wherever you are, that, that, that craze and madness for looking for stardom in the church is built on a faulty premise because in the church of Jesus Christ, nobody can be a star. The only star in the church is Christ. And so if the Bible says that if we will lift him up, he will draw all men to himself. We are living in a day and age where people who are in the kingdom are trying to walk as if they are superstars but the only superstar is Christ and him crucified and if we will lift him up as a church he will draw 
all men. Can I pray for somebody before I continue? May you be the one that lifts Jesus up. May you be the one that exalts his horns. May you be the one that is able to promote the Christ and him. Crucify. We live in a time where people want to be called the stars of the church. And the stars of the kingdom. They want red carpet rolled for them. But, 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 before the price of the redemption was paid on Calvary's hill for your eternal salvation for your soul, the man had to walk barefooted. He, he received lashes. He was, he was stripped naked. He, he went through shame so that you can be called whole. And if he died for you, if he was lifted up wide, up high and stretched out wide and they pierced his sides so that by his stripes you will be healed, you have no right walking about and walking as if you are the one who died to save the soul of another person I just came to talk to anybody who believes God is going to use him in this 21st century day and age that God wants you to lift him on high and if you are able to lift Jesus up there is nothing Jesus can do through you if you look at somebody and say lift him up can you tap somebody and say lift him up oh, I feel like preaching now look at somebody and say lift him up and you cannot be a superstar because he is the star you cannot be the light of the church because the light of the church is Jesus the Christ you cannot be the light of our church because the light of our church whether with any denomination is Christ the Lord and because the light of the church is Christ even if you are in him and he is in you and you are a career of light your light is inferior to his light and so as long as you are in the church you can shine the problem is we have people who are in the church and they want to shine in the church. You can't shine because your light is inferior to his light. You take your light from his light. You are like the moon. I said the word is false or photo or photograph. The photo, if you see it, is not the thing itself, but it's a representation of the thing. So what Jesus is saying is that I am the true light and you are my photograph. But what will cause you not to shine his light in your world? It tells you that there are things that are stopping us. Of course, I know that most of you in TMH are all learned, lettered, educated, intellectual beings. And that is supposed to give me some trepidation because it's scares me uh, because I am talking to intelligent people but the only time that the earth can be dark is when there is an eclipse when there is an eclipse when the earth gets in between the sun and the moon when the earth gets in between the sun and the moon there's not going to be any light what it tells you is that if you allow the world to get in between the sun and yourself you will not see light 
in your world. Jesus said in the parable of the sower, a sower went out to sow and of course some of the seeds fell on good soil, others fell on rocks but there is another um, category of, of seeds that fell in a thorny place. The Bible says yes, 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 it germinated it shot up but it did not survive because the things of life thorns choked it and so if you are not mindful your light will not shine because you have allowed the world to get in between the son who is Christ and yourself we have a lot of people who although they are destined to make an impact the world the earth has gotten in between the sun and themselves you've allowed the pride of life the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh to get in the middle between you and God and that has made it you becomes an opaque object it's not allowing the luminous intensity of the greater light to beam through the expanse of the blockade you have given to it and shine on your life it's a problem Jesus said you are the light but not of the church because in the church, we have the sun as our light. The Bible says in, in giving a typology of Jesus, he said his face radiates and shines even brighter than the sun. What he tells you is that there is no amount of light you can put on yourself that will still be visible. But he said the world is dark and ugly. If you're able to get into the world with that light you carry from me because I am in you and you are in me. And if I am in you and you are in me, what it tells you is that my light is in you and you are in my light. And if you have light inside out, wherever you get to, you can shine and conquer your world. It means that if there are demons in a place and a Christian shows up, the Christian is not supposed to even start praying in tongues because when you get there, there is a light to draw away any form of darkness the bible says and that light shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it not what it tells you is that people of god when you get to a place and there is utter darkness when you get to that place your life is there anybody who knows that god is sending you out there to conquer the world and to take over the kingdoms of our world i came to pray for somebody who is ready that wherever you get to may the light of god shine on your life that wherever you get to The light of the world. He said, nobody can light up a candle and put it under a basket, under the bed, in a basket. The word basket used is something that has a lid on it. So you don't just put it in a basket, you still cover it. He said, that you cannot be a secret agent for God. What he's saying is that you cannot be an undercover operative for God. 
that I am a Christian, but my Christianity, people are not supposed to know, it is very private. I am a believer, but for mine, it is undercover. It's, I am having a covert operation for heaven, for the heavens. And so who I am is not supposed to be known. You don't, you don't compromise my identity. Jesus is saying that when you become a Christian and you become a career of light, you don't say that I am a secret agent. You cannot light that candle and put it under a bushel. It means that wherever you go, you wear the badge with honor. You wear the badge of your faith. I was having my quiet time and thinking about this when that thing dropped in my spirit. And I said, can you look at it? Can you imagine in this day and age where everybody is coming out? Everybody, everybody, a gay comes out. And if you look at them in a funny way, they say that you are spreading hate speech. Gays are coming out. Lesbians are coming out. LGBTQ groups are coming out. Everybody is saying they have a right. And because of that, that should be respected. But if you are where, if you play a football match and you score a goal and you lift up the shed and you write, thank you, Jesus. They are saying, no, that cannot be done. That is not a but if I as a man if I manicure my nails and I paint it green or indigo or red and I begin to walk as if I'm crazy and twerk as a man and I walk about the world says that should be accepted I am believing that this test is supposed to mean that a Christian is supposed to go out there unapologetic about his faith and let the world know that you represent a greater light that is what the scripture Well, probably let me help you to understand. Jesus is saying that in your walk with God, you have to be theistic in your orientation. Theistic in your orientation. Bibliocentric in your outlook. Christocentric in your focus. Let me rewind and press play for curious minds. Jesus is saying... That you have to be theistic in your orientation. You have to be bibliocentric, biblio, Bible-based. You have to be bibliocentric in your outlook. When it comes to your focus in life, you have to be Christocentric. In a time where everybody is coming out, you cannot light your candle and put it under the bushel. I pray that your light will shine. The Bible says, arise and shine, for your light has come for the glory of God. Let me push it a little bit deeper. Because all that I've said to you is my introduction to the test. Now watch this. Jesus saying, you are the light of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What is he saying? What is he doing? The you that he used is the regenerated man. The regenerated man is a rep of heaven. So he's saying that he's bringing two worlds together. The heavens and the earth coming together. The problem why Christians are not making impact in the land of the living is because we are not living the heavenly life on earth. 
And so he's saying that for you to make impact in this world, you should have the heavenly character and image and definition and the orientation of the heavens to be able to navigate your way through the contours of earth. What he's saying again, if I am to help bring you home, he's saying to you that there are things that you do in the temple that you are not supposed to do in the marketplace. And there are things that you do in the marketplace that you are not supposed to do in the temple. What are you saying, young man? Well, I will be an old man very soon but what I'm trying to tell you is that God is saying to you that in the temple there is a language that is spoken in the marketplace there is a language that is spoken the Bible says that and John the Baptist when they came to him and they started talking to him about the exploits of Jesus he opened his mouth and said that I may decrease that he may increase that is the temple in the temple the man is supposed to decrease and Christ is supposed to increase and so if you walk into any church that the man increases and the Lord is decreased. You have to get your boots and your bags and get your shoes and start running because it is not a place where Jesus has been elevated. John the Baptist is telling you that in the kingdom of God, if you really want to make impact, you have to understand what is done in the temple. In the temple, Christ is lifted, but in the marketplace, it's not Christ that is lifted. Mm, what do you mean? In the marketplace, John, the man called Paul began to give us an analysis of what happens in the marketplace in the marketplace Paul said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and so in the marketplace we do through God in the temple God does through us and so if I get into the marketplace I'm not supposed to show them my God I'm supposed to show up and tell them that I am a rep and so they see it through my works I do it but through God but in the temple God does it through me and so when I come to the church it is God working in me both to will and to do how to preach how to pray how to prophesy it is God doing that for me but when I get to the marketplace I'm the one reading the contract I'm the one signing the terms I am the one going through the agreements because in the marketplace I am the one doing through God and so there are differences maybe um, because of time I might continue next week but what is what Jesus is saying in the marketplace it is man's ability through God in the temple it is God's ability through man and so when I am in the marketplace my ability is supposed to be shown I need to be a skilled person the best in my field because I represent God and so they are supposed to see me do things with God through God Paul said I can do all Christ in me so there is no way that Christian is supposed to go out and not experience glory Victory, Oof, please be upstanding. I'm told my time is up. Can, can, can you, maybe I'll continue next week because I was about introducing these, the, the, the halves of the complete or absolute measure. And what happens when the man does things through God. That is a Pauline theology that I can, he's talking about ability, do all without limitation. I have the ability that is not limited 
because Christ is in me, through Christ. What he's saying is that because Christ is in a limitless space, Wherever I go, I can only... That's what the Bible says, wheresoever place the souls. Now, what you have to understand, people of God, is that you were not brought into this world to add to the numbers. You are here for impact. But the impact is only possible if you do it through Christ. Because your ability is limited. But if it is through him, then you can do all and limitless. Is there anybody who is ready for impact 2019 to be impactful? I want your right hand lifted up. I'm going to give you just two minutes. I want you to pray that God let my light shine. The Bible says arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You have to get to the place where you shine and you shine so bright. That industry God has placed you in, that is your world and you can shine there. Where God has placed you is your world and you can shine there. I want your voice lifted. I want you to pray to God, the Lord God of your salvation. This thing God has given you, the ministry God has given you, the business God has given you. The, the, the idea God has placed in your heart. Your light can shine. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.